There is no doubt that millennials are more educated than previous generations. A generation also known as Gen Y are those born from 1980 to 1996. Most have a bachelor's degree or higher and more women in this age are in the workforce. So what about the millennial generation of parents today? Every year, 82% of babies are born to millennial parents. Because of the prominence of the internet, smartphones and social media, the way millennials' parents research schools have also changed dramatically. Research shows that more than 80% of all online searches begin with an unbranded term such as best preschool in Atlanta rather than their school's name directly. Why is it so? For a generation that is wiser than ever, is the need to provide an expensive school to their child a good idea? That too, when many of the educated millennials are themselves suffering from joblessness. I sat down with Ankur to discuss this issue. I am Mugdha Goyal and you are listening to The News Bar. Hey Mugda, how are you? I'm good, how about you? I'm good as well. It's an interesting topic that we are going to talk about today. We both are millennial and up until recently, I never actually thought about the insane amount of money that it takes for one to get an education for kids these days. Yeah, exactly. Do you know that millennials are postponing their retirement just to send their kids to expensive schools? Really? Mm-hmm. What would you do? Would you prefer to keep working longer than you want to do or underfund your own retirement because you prefer to take on student loan debt for your kid? Either. I think I'll be a bad parent if I'm not helping funding my kid's education. In fact, I'd like to go to the best possible school I can. Hmm. And is that the majority view though? Well, yes. Millennials want to help kids pay for college and are willing to postpone their retirement to pay for their children's higher education as well. Hmm. Even if that means foregoing eating out, spending more on themselves and committing to a simpler lifestyle in order to make that happen? Exactly, even then. In a Confucian society, a child's accomplishments is a manifestation of the nobility of an entire family. So people would sell their souls, I speak only a little bit with exaggeration, to get their kids into Harvard. Hmm. I think what you're saying makes sense. Have you noticed how real estate prices are always higher in areas with good schools? Yeah, I have. It's actually a pretty common ph- phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And the reason is straight. Good schools are a major draw for families with children. You know, parents are willing to spend millions on homes in order to live within walking distance of top-rated public elementary and secondary schools in the U.S. Yeah, I've heard. The priciest neighborhoods surrounding top-rated elementary schools and secondary schools are mostly in California. For elementary schools, Gardner B. School in Santa Clara, California, ranked number one with a median sale price in the area of $3.56 million. Mm. And for primary schools, Paul Rivera Middle School in Los Angeles, California, Top the price, thanks to a median sale price of $4.9 million. 
Wow. Yeah. And for many rich families, no price tag is too high when it comes to their children's education. Plus, homes in these areas tend to hold their value better over time, which makes them a wise investment, to be honest. Parents care a lot about the status and the perception of a place. In order to make sure their kids end up at the Ivy Leagues or Oxford or Cambridge, they track back. They're like, okay, now let's start at high school. The little Ivy Leagues, so call it. The Exeter, Andover, Deerfield, Choate. Our kids need to go there in order to be competitive enough globally. It is interesting. You know, I always th thought that the school zone isn't as big of a priority for high net worth buyers whose children can attend private schools anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, but being within walking distance has its perks, which is why even the ultra-rich walk their kids to schools. <laughs> I guess it's because all well-educated buyers, being the ultra-rich population as well, really prioritizes school. Mm -hmm. They're actually happy to invest in the schools, both in terms of time and financial resources. Parents really focus a lot on their kids. They place a lot of hope and a lot of investment into their kids. Anything that could make their kids more competitive and stand out from the crowd. And moreover, with this generation deciding we were one and done, I think the need to provide the best education for their only child is even more. In 2016, 56% of millennial parents ages 25 to 35 were childless which means that even though millennials may be the largest demographic, thanks to the baby boomers, of course, mm -hmm. we are not adding to the population at the same rate. This means that com competition is tighter across the board, as there are literally fewer students to fill your seats. Interesting. Okay, so let's jump on to, are these expensive schools really worth it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. There are free public schools in many countries that are funded by tax dollars. And I believe they are really competitive and provide quality education. So why sh shed some extra money and struggle with sleep deprivation and mental health due to expensive schools? You know, you're right in every way. But for some millennials, even more is less. But even spending $100,000 on college after years of paying thousands of dollars in private school results in an unemployed young adult with a ton of debt, is it worth it? Financially, I feel like it's different. I went to morning school and after school, at school, that my mom dropped me off of, and it was fairly inexpensive. Now you have to have your kids go to daycare and pay for the daycare and then they ship them over and then you, you, know, you can't leave them at school. Someone has to pick them up and you have to pay for someone to pick them up. So it's, and you have to pay for sports. It's just a lot different in that way. So let me ask you a hard question. What is it that expensive private schools can offer, but maybe the free public school cannot? Well, the answer really depends, but I can say for sure that private school students constantly score top marks on standardized tests and college entrance exams, and many schools have close to a 100% rate of students attending their university of choice. Mm, that makes sense. This puts the students at the advantage when applying for top colleges, stacking the odds in his or her favor that they will come out of school and land a high-paying job. That is not to say everyone who attends private school will go on to a successful career, but many do. Hmm. Also, if your child shows a predisposition for being good in math or science and your local public school can't offer advanced classes, a private school may be the necessary to expand your 
child's academic talent. Also, expensive schools often provide preparation for international baccalaureates or American high school diploma programs because mm -hmm. these programs are seen as prestigious and rigorous and are recognized by top universities around the world. Preparing students for these programs demonstrates the school's commitment to providing a high quality education and prepare students for academic success in the future. Mm. So offering the IP or American high school diploma can be a way for the school to differentiate itself and attract students and families who value this type of educational experience. Yes, exactly. And some private schools also participate in TEDx conferences, work with Habitat for Humanity and send group of students to help build houses for families in need. In fact, depending on the school's location, students can take part in any sports of, it, of their choice, including rowing, horse riding, ice skating, skiing, photography, or even a rock band. <laughs> so basically, a lot of stress is both on sports and humanitarian work. I think to be a millennial parent that different from my mother and father is that I do allow my kids to have an opinion and let them tell me what's going on with them rather than saying this is how I say it should be done. We kind of talk about it. We have more discussions rather than no, that's it and it's my way or no way. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, but I'd say that public schools are more diverse in terms of a student's race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, because, you know, public schools are required to provide education to students within their jurisdiction, whereas private schools can be more selective in their admission process. Mm, you know, you might be wrong on that part. Really? Mm-hmm. Expensive private schools tend to stand for more diversity. Uh, in student selection because they often prioritize creating a diverse and inclusive student body for a well-rounded education and obviously having a diverse student body can be seen as a way to enhance their reputation and appeal to families. Um, do you know about the Rosé? Oh yes, the school of kings. Mm -hmm. The Rosé in Switzerland is one of the most prestigious private schools in the world. Yes, uh, in this school, no more than 10% of students can be from one country or group of countries with the same dominant language. And students at La Rose are expected to be bilingual and even can learn a third language. Um, we're very, very close. And even though we'll be all over the world, I think that everyone, everyone has loved their time here so much that we're all going to make the effort to see each other. Um, at reunions and around the world in different cities. I know that wherever I am, I can call up a friend and we can go and have, and have a coffee together because that's the, the spirit that Rosé has instilled in all of us. To tell anyone who's coming to Rosé, I would tell them to be themselves. It's such an open and accepting place and I, I think that it's really allowed me to develop who I am and um, not to hide from my true identity and to, to really make friends and develop true connections with people from all over the world. So. For anyone who's coming to Rosé, I would say be yourself because you'll be accepted at Rosé. Really? Wow. Well, this school is exceptional. I know that the Rosé has fairly rigid customs. Like even on a regular day, dinner is served at 7.30pm and boys have to wear a blazer and a tie. Well, the school is extremely well equipped with an equestrian center with 30 horses, a private nautical center and, you know, a spa for kids to unwind as well. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> but this is the most expensive school in the world. What about the regular private schools? Mm. Even the less private schools have a strong reputation and brand that attracts students from diverse backgrounds, both domestically and internationally. But yes, depending on the private school, your child may spend his or her day surrounded by like-minded people from the same circle and economic class, because some families might prefer that. I guess the biggest gains, according to me, would be from smaller class sizes. Private mm-hmm. schools vary greatly in size. but depending on the teaching style almost all of them focus on the importance of small class sizes to individually help student weak areas and advance their strengths but like but what about the millennials who cannot even afford these expensive private schools you know very well that many millennials are struggling to pay their own college debts so how can they possibly think of providing such an expensive education to their kids mhm yeah Mhm that's true and i guess your answer lies in scholarships and financial aid you know even with joblessness around the world the importance of education never faded and private schools do offer generous financial aid programs and millennials are aware of that in fact financial aid is a tool that private schools use to make their school more diverse do you know that more successful the private school is the more regulations on it saying the image that private schools are only for the elite is fading away exactly times have changed all the best schools in the world do offer some kind of need based scholarship but yes scholarships are not going to come knocking on your door you need to hunt for them yes leave no stone unturned during your scholarship search and apply for every opportunity you are eligible for big or small correct well Thank you Mukda for discussing this topic. Hope it helps our listeners. Parenting style has shifted dramatically with the turn of the generations. With hyper child-focused millennial parents, expensive schools need to ensure they are communicating the benefits of their school effectively and provide a good return on investment for the child's tuition fees. Parents want to ensure their children are well cared for. and that their expenditure on tuition results in the child being ready for the future it all comes down to perceived and delivered value but even if the trend is going one way does not mean it is right you have to follow what lies in the best interest of a child when determining if private education is really worth it you have to look at your child and what kind of setting the child best learns in your child's natural talents and interests and what kind of social setting your child will thrive in at the end it all comes down to personal choice here's what else you need to know from the past week a chinese spy balloon hovering over the us and canada caused quite a stir this week resulting in the us shooting it down using fighter jets This incident resulted in US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken cancelling his trip to China. Pope Francis made final appeal for peace at the end of his South Sudan trip to bless the fragile country torn apart by violence and poverty. Tech giants Amazon, Meta and Alphabet had their earnings calls this week. As expected, the revenue for these companies declined on a year-on-year basis. However, the US labor market remained strong by adding 517,000 jobs in January. 
investors can decide if that's a good or bad thing. Thank you for listening. See you next time.